All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody, or even actually I should start saying good evening, depending on what uh, where you are in the world. Today is Monday, May the 3rd, 2021, and you know what? Surprisingly enough, we have quite a bit of news to report on from all over the world, so let's uh, let's get right into it. So first off, German police have busted a massive darknet child pornography platform. The news came out, I believe, uh, two or three hours ago from the time I'm recording this, which is why, again, I like doing this, uh, doing the news episodes midday my time because there's a lot of stuff that comes out in the morning that I would have had to cover the next day, right? Uh, so this is interesting because when I look at all of this, what I see is that, again, it's a darknet website or a dark net operation with about 400,000 users and there were three or four people arrested. One of them was a 64-year-old in Hamburg who was in Europe who's allegedly uh, behind the operation and Interpol had said that it showed some of the most disturbing footage regarding a child rape, abuse, and pornography. So again, I don't Look, I mean, uh, we're, we'll be talking about that in the members episode, the, the the one coming up later today. I don't know what else I can really say about that. I mean, I I think so for me personally, folks, I'm a, I'm a visual kind of person and I tend to visualize the things that I'm reading. And the second I, for even a half a second, I visualize this and I just, I couldn't bear the thought of even visualizing it more. So I don't, I mean, there's only so much I can comment on that, right? Uh, the next thing is that Robinhood fired back at Warren Buffett, who essentially said people who are using the Robinhood app to day trade uh, and don't know what they're doing because they're basically gamblers. So He's specifically referring to the people who are who started day trading because of COVID. Now, here's the thing. I get what he's saying. It's basically the grandmaster saying to, you know, the, the little peasants of the trading world, metaphorically, hey, you have no idea what you're doing. But at the same time, look, maybe I'm not a trading, I'm not a stock guy. I've dabbled in Forex before. I understand simply the core concepts. I don't claim to be an expert by any metric. But when I look at it, I mean, how else are people going to learn? Now, of course, you don't want to learn by losing your own money, but sometimes that's how it happens, right? Just like with anything else in life, I would imagine the key is consistency when it comes to Forex and trading and things like this. So again, people will lose money. You can't, I mean, they will gamble. People will ride on their emotions when they trade. And that's the, that's the number one rule. Do not get emotional, even if you have a bad week or a bad month trading. So I'm not pretending to be a stock expert. I'm sure some of you, I think some of you that watch the show trade for a living. So, you know, far better than I do. Everyone's kind of got their own style of trading, but I mean, I get what Warren Buffett is saying, but I mean, for him to just blatantly you know, describe all of the new traders that have come on to day trading just simply like that. And just, you know, black or white answer. Oh, they're all gamblers. I mean, come on, right? So uh, the next thing is that um, India COVID patients are allegedly dying due to oxygen shortages. Now, interestingly enough, there was a it seemed to be sort of like an intelligence operation, but I, I'm not 100% certain. There was a handful of social media accounts specifically targeting the people of India that were now found to be run by the CCP, um, the, the Chinese Communist Party, that were trying to downplay and ridicule the amount of deaths and the oxygen shortage in India. Now, the question becomes this. Is it really happening or is there a lot of propaganda there? And I'll tell you why. I have a handful of friends in India. Half of them, I kid you not, I think I have six or seven friends. Three of them are saying, Dave, there's nothing going on as what they're reporting in the news. The other three or four are saying, Dave, we can't confirm what's happening in the news, but at least where we are, people are dropping like flies. So I honestly, folks, I don't want to say that I know the facts uh, unless I'm there. Again, it could be different parts of the country. It could be totally fake. It could be propped up. It could be happening, but exaggerated. It's hard to say. Uh, the next thing is that uh, Russia is now selling Air Force weapons to Egypt, Turkey, and Algeria. Well, 
this is interesting because it just kind of shows the how Russia screwed over Armenia with regards to certain rockets. And I'd like to thank a friend of mine. You know who you are, brother, um, in uh, in Europe who helped me understand this a little bit better. And so, you know, look, Russia is is a powerhouse. They're gonna they're gonna sell to whoever they want uh, that serves them not just financially. There's a strategic interest here too. So again, uh, it's a chess game. Uh, the fact that Russia is just trying to partner with other countries to sort of combat the U.S. and solidify their own position within the world in many different regards is what they're always gonna do. It, it's a never-ending chess game. So I don't want to look at Russia selling uh, arms, specifically you know aerial arms like fighter jets and things like that, to these countries as just the end game overall there's clearly a much bigger picture at play and we'll uh, we'll be covering it as it rolls out the next thing is that uh, the manchester united game and i normally don't cover sports folks but again this kind of ties into politics a little bit uh, more so with culture actually but the manchester united game was called off yesterday after fans invaded the stadium for a protest uh, to protest the super league so for those who don't know there were a handful of owners of teams that are generally i mean the current owners of manchester united are American, but there were a handful of teams, uh, I believe, I, don't quote me off the top of my head, I think it was um, Manchester City, obviously Manchester United, Chelsea, they were trying to basically form a super league of soccer or football, if you will. And what ended up happening was that allegedly this was just a massive bluff to get more out of UEFA. And UEFA, U-E-F-A, is the league uh, and the English Premier League. They're like the, I guess, I don't know specifics. Some of you probably know better than I do, but they're the ones that run things. And these owners basically allegedly use this super league bluff saying to UEFA, we're going to leave and start our own league as a, as a way to get leverage. The question was how much of this was actually legitimate and executed. Now, on the culture side of things, what's happening is that people are complaining, the fans are complaining because they're saying if this Super League were to go through, which it seems like it's not going to happen whatsoever because a lot of the owners backed out now in the last couple of days, but the fans were trying to make a point that if this goes through, they're going to Americanize soccer slash football and they don't want that. And look, I understand that. It's a different culture. It, it, we don't have to point to racism in this society. We don't have to point to wokeism or anything like this. It's very simple, folks. And look, I could be missing a certain angle of this, but I look at this very simply. The people and the culture in Europe don't want things to become westernized too much. As uh, And they, they claim things already are. And you know what? That's their opinion. If they don't want it, they showed their 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 advocacy they they protested peacefully simple it's not going to happen right uh the owners have backed out and uh have backed out from this super league so it could have been a bluff and it, that's it it's pretty simple interesting to see though how things can move so quickly when you get culture involved right one way or the other uh, the next thing is that protests are growing in south korea over japan's fukushima water plan uh fishers are worried the water will contaminate the seas despite japan the government's promises that the water will be cleansed of radioactive substances to me, this is very simple, folks. I don't see an intelligence operation here, nothing of the sort. The question becomes, will the government cleanse the water? Done. Simple. Are they going to do it? They're going to cleanse most of it, leave a little bit, you know? So maybe some things will seep into the ocean. Who knows? We have to see what happens. There's nothing, unless I'm missing something, there's nothing there that is really behind the scenes, so to speak. This just seems like very formal public front-end government negotiating with certain agricultural parts of the economy. Simple. Uh, the next thing is that the Washington Post has retracted their statement that the FBI warned Rudy Giuliani that he was the target of a Russian disinformation campaign. And uh, shortly after the New York Times, NBC, they all retracted their posts. Now, um, 
they all said that the FBI had warned Mr. Giuliani. And this is why I labeled the episode the other day, uh, Giuliani uh, sort of a hit job, so to speak. Not that he's innocent, folks. But at the same time, not that he's guilty. Let's see how the investigation plays out. But this is what I meant by that. I'm not trying to say I told you so. I'm just saying notice how there's already fumblings around this invest, the coverage of this investigation. That, that's all I mean by that. And look, I could be wrong. Giuliani could be found guilty. Absolutely. All I'm saying is, again, when the mainstream media reports these things, we have to be vigilant because... What they're doing here, folks, is a tactic that is used on the right as well. So I'm not trying to say this is on one side, but I want people to understand this because I think for those who don't know, it's important. So you see what they're doing here, folks? What they're doing is this. And for those listening, I really appreciate that you taking the time to listen to this. It doesn't matter if they made the retraction. The, the story has spread too far at this point. You see what I'm saying? This is actually a strategy of intelligence. So, and I'm not saying this was the case, but... What'll happen is the CIA will feed a story to someone like the Washington Post, right? And they'll say, okay, get the story out there. The Washington Post will initially trust that because they'll say, oh, it's the CIA. It's our, they're, it's, they're on our own side, right? Clearly, they're, they're telling the truth, which they're not. FBI, same idea. They'll then investigate after they've put the story out because they felt like it was such a good scoop. They got to pump it out. They'll investigate afterwards and realize, holy shit, the CIA lied to us. Then they have to quietly retract. But you see, the CIA doesn't care because the damage has already been done. Even if these outlets start retracting, what are the odds the people who saw the headline are going to see the retraction? Especially if the retraction is not on the front page of a website or a paper or anything. You see what I'm saying here? So it's, it's that same idea. And both sides do this, by the way. And it's not just in the intelligence community. Fox News does this every so often. I mean, I, I'm trying to call things on both sides like they are. And what they do is it doesn't matter if a story is real or fake. Other outlets have to cover it because if they don't, then they'll lose money. They'll lose headlines, clicks, views. And on top of that, they'll look like they're out of touch with what's going on. So they have to cover the story even if it's fake. And then once the retraction is printed, oh, oh, well. And then what are the odds people will see that retraction? They won't. And uh, people, generally speaking, unfortunately, are emotionally driven when looking at the news. The news, So they're going to stick with the initial negative story that attracted their minds more rather than the actual retraction and statement saying, oh, shit, you know, we fucked up. Right. So, you know, I hope, hope hopefully I explain that well. The uh, the next thing is that there are bomb blasts and protests at Myanmar while the coup is still going on. I think it's now we're going into four months of the coup in Myanmar. I'm I'm positive the CIA, the FSB, I'm I'm positive the the Mossad, MI6, they got their eyes on it. This is ripe with an opportunity to take advantage politically, economically. Now again, Myanmar is probably it, Myanmar is not in a Ukraine. Don't get me wrong, but they'll take the West will take advantage of coups and coup d'etats without without a um, without a doubt the question becomes what forces are playing behind the scenes here and then what's going to happen is after the coup d'etat is over assuming it is it ever gets uh, finished it, it will eventually I mean that's the way life is but there's then going to be stories saying oh look what we discovered now but it's it's probably going to be intelligence driven so we'll never truly know what goes on at Myanmar but again I could be wrong uh, the next thing is that Italy unveiled a new plan to build another floor on the Colosseum. Okay, maybe the infrastructure is not holding up. All right. Um, this is pretty interesting too. Verizon is exiting the media business, selling off Yahoo, AOL, and other properties for about $5 billion to a private equity firm. You know, I, I'm actually asking the audience here, does anyone even use AOL anymore? Wasn't AOL revamped into, be, into becoming some type of back-end server infrastructure because nobody used it anymore? Or they, they, they just stuck with email uh, 
proxies and things like that or am i am i totally mistaken there but yeah anyways uh it'll be interesting so anyway I, if it doesn't change much on the front end then what's the difference owners change big whoop right uh, the next thing is that megan mccain says that the COVID 19 rules feel more like they're about control than the actual science i mean look she raises a very valid point a very valid point. Now, Megan McCain, I'm iffy about her because I've seen her before. She has a full-time job on The View uh, where she's a commentator, whatever. In my humble perspective, she says some really ridiculous things. Then at the same time, the, the odd time, she'll say something fairly reasonable. So, I mean, it, you know, and she is the, in my humble opinion... Uh, she is the epitome of a spoiled brat. She's right up there with the Hunter Bidens, except she didn't get into drugs. That's the only difference. I mean, if you hear some of her statements about how, you know, poor people should just get over the fact that they're not getting money from Joe Biden. It's like, how can they get over it when they need that to eat? Because she's a spoil. She, she's out of touch with reality is all I'm saying. I'm not trying to rip on her, but again, um, so yeah, the next thing is that there was, this is funny, there was a man arrested in Japan for having too many girlfriends, and allegedly, and th he had 35 girlfriends, but get this, he used the money from each girlfriend to buy gifts for each other, for the other one, but it, it here's the thing, it sounds like, okay, whoa, is he like defrauding them, and st that's what his charges are for, right, he's being charged for defrauding all these women, do you know what the total amount, if you convert it to American dollars, of all the gifts, all of the gifts for all 35 women, he defrauded them out of 700. It was like 735 bucks. It was nothing. Are you kidding me? And this guy's getting arrested for that? I mean, I look, I'm not trying to say, you know, it's okay for guys to play girls, but does should law enforcement even have a place in this particular scenario? I mean, don't you remember, I think 10 years ago, Tiger Woods, I think he had something like 40 or 50 girlfriends or even more. I mean, I, I don't know. I, and I'm sure he spent more on other girlfriends than girlfriends uh, in that scenario than this guy did. But I guess the whole charge is he was using one girl's money to pay for the gifts of another girl. But like, I mean, 735 bucks, unless the economic conditions in Japan are so bad that I'm missing context, that they, they really need that money. Maybe I can understand the context better, but I can't think of anything else, folks. Um, the next thing is that the CDC is worried that millions will skip their second vaccine shot. Well, sure, if they're experiencing the type of side effects that we're hearing, uh, I, I mean, sure. Uh, the next thing is that uh, the CEO of a startup in California was fired for microdosing. So for those who don't know, microdosing is basically when you take psychedelics and in very, very small amounts, and it allegedly actually makes you more productive. You, it's, you take it, I mean, it's, it's in the name, microdosing, right? You take very small amounts and you then... Uh, go to work and apparently it helps your creative side of your brain helps you become more productive look i'll tell you this folks i personally have nothing wrong with drugs at all in general uh i don't do a lot i, I actually i only smoke weed really but i don't do uh any of the other drugs i have in the past i have done hard drugs i have nothing uh nothing to hide about that but i mean the way I see it is that as long as you don't get hooked, and I'm not saying you can get hooked to psychedelics, I'm just saying drugs overall. If, if you think it makes you a better person, and might, some of you might say, Dave, this is a dangerous thing to say, and I know, so I'm watching my words carefully, but my humble opinion, folks, as long as you don't get hooked on them and you can control yourself, and some people can, but a lot of them can't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, if I had people, um, it, let's just imagine the Generation Z show was a show where we had 100 employees. If all of them were on some type of drug, but they were getting their job done extremely effectively, I wouldn't care. But again, that's 
you know, not everyone can control themselves in that way. So I want to be very careful saying that. Uh, the next thing is that uh, Matt Gates, uh, the scandal is continuing because apparently there's a confession letter that has been uh, released. His close confidant, Joel Greenberg, wrote a confession letter of Matt Gates allegedly paying for sex with a minor and even sent some proof of this via text message to Roger Stone. Look, again, he, he's screwed. Matt Gates is screwed. I don't know what good can come from this. He's tweeting on. He's tweeting out on Twitter. Oh, I've seen the light. He's tweeting pictures with him and his wife, like he's never done before. Uh, and then he's retweeting stories that are defending him. Look, if he ends up being innocent, and this whole thing was a massive sham job, I have no problem in denying that. But right now, man, this is this is not good. Uh, I mean, allegedly, still indictments are expected to drop uh, on Matt Gates. So we'll see what happens. And the final thing is that. And this kind of has to do with an overall much larger situation within the Republican Party and the GOP. But Liz Cheney is battling those within her own party now. So what you have essentially are a lot of people who are still siding with Trump within the, the GOP, the Republican Party uh, in the states. And you then have the more traditional old school military industrial complex, a neocon elitist Republicans, such as her father, Dick Cheney, for example, that are saying this is preposterous. You know, the, uh, the Mitt Romney's, if you will, those kind of guys. Guys. Not that Mitt Romney's a military guy, but you know what I mean. He's very up, well off up there, the neocon guy. The the party's divided. It's interesting to see what'll happen, but I, I'm careful in saying divided because different polls are showing that the majority of the Republican Party politicians and supporters and registered voters are siding with Trump. And the politicians, in a lot of ways, and I'm saying this carefully because I could be wrong, they seem to be afraid of, of Trump in a lot of ways. And that could actually be a good thing depending on how Trump uses that, but it could also be a bad thing. It's not for me to say. We still have to see how it plays out. So thank uh, I, I would like to thank all of you for watching or listening. We have a fantastic members episode coming out later today, and um, we will catch all of you later. Cheers.